0: Forty-five. Wait, last week I said it was forty-three,
1: or forty, no forty-four, it might be forty-five. It's forty-five. Well, he already knew. I knew because I remembered last week you said forty-four. Yeah.
2: So it's forty-five, you're right. Cool. Together, you do the group test together. It's like Mr. Arnold's English class. Yeah. Hey guys, stop cheating.
0: Sure, next time we will. Scouts honor.
2: We promised, but I think that we promised today to talk about the Transformers animated movie. We did. The Chinese cartoon, but first Grant had something he wanted to bring up.
1: Okay, so you guys all saw Star Wars The Force Awakens, so you remember in the end of the movie where after Han dies and they win... Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Han dies?
1: Yes. Wow. It's been out long enough that everybody should know that. Yeah. And after they inexplicably defeat the planet-sized super weapon Mm -hmm. again, that... They're back on the Rebel base planet or whatever, and uh, Chewie walks past Leia, and she just totally gives him the cold shoulder and doesn't hug him or do anything, even though Han just died. Mm-hmm. And she goes up and hugs fucking Rey, the person she's known for like five minutes instead. Mm-hmm. Well, J.J. has come out, and he's apologized for that. And he okay. said it was an oversight because at the time he got into the he, the mindset of Chewbacca or something where he said that Chewbacca was mainly concerned at that moment about prepping the Millennium Falcon and for his and Ray's journey to find Luke or um, something like that. So he apologized for that oversight. So there's going to be this special edition Blu-ray that comes out in a month or
0: two, I think, with uh, Leia giving Chewbacca a hug.
2: CGI. Yeah. They're going to do like the Tron Legacy thing and have somebody be a body double and like CGI her face on. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking That's what wh- George
1: Lucas would do. Why didn't he just apologize for the entire fucking movie? Harsh. That is a little harsh.
2: Harsh. I, yeah.
0: I, there's a lot of people that enjoyed that movie. Maybe
2: we well, should revisit the, the movie now that you've seen it, and just maybe not today, but some other time where we can pick your brain on how Grandpa helps you be evil. We'll get the Justin retro. I mean, there was like some dumb
1: aspects of it, but like it was We we talked about this the first like 30 to 45 minutes of the movie are classic Star Wars good, I thought. Yeah. After that just went off the rails completely for me. And so like if you're gonna if I have to hedge on anything, maybe it's okay, JJ should apologize for 75% of the movie. Because it's shit like ignoring Chewbacca after his life companion, the person he owes a life debt to, dies. Shit like that is why seventy five percent of this movie just didn't work for me and a lot of other people. Because it's just moment after moment of slapping you in the face and or using ideas that they've already done before so lazily. I don't know. It's just typical changeable. I mean I, I did feel like the whole
0: movie was just pretty much a carbon copy of, you know, a new hope almost just Changed characters, slightly altered scenery type stuff. I mean, the same sort of journey that the heroes go through. But, I mean, I think that's what they were going for in a sense just because they wanted to draw in older fans that were like burned by the prequels.
1: You know what, though? We could talk about this at another time because this is a large discussion. But I'll just say The Force Awakens has given me Strangely enough, a new appreciation for the prequels because though they are bad in so many ways, at least we got something that was completely different and unexpected when the prequels came out. And I think the excitement that when episode one came out was more genuine than the excitement that people experienced over Force Awakens for exactly that reason. Because it was so different. I'm
2: saying that to say that it's unexpected, therefore, like, it's completely what you didn't expect out of Star Wars, and it was horrible, but that now perversely makes it good because it was different and shitty, but it's better than copying what worked.
1: Yeah, I think it's better to take a chance and fail than play the safe card.
2: But (laughs) play that
1: card
0: of, you know, being different three times in a row and sucking, like, at some point you have to cut your losses after the first one and people got really pissed you can't yeah. just keep on making like it was just a
2: phantom menace i would buy into that argument but since he went back to the same table and doubled down on his like you know 15 blackjack hand twice again and is like oh my god i lost yes no shit
1: well it's debatable as to why the movies were failures and we we've talked about this before a little bit but i think it'd be chalked up to terrible direction
2: terrible writing he fucking wrote the movies. He wrote shit like You're So Beautiful and, and Sand Gets them, Everywhere. Yeah, he,
1: he did have them script doctored though by several people. So
0: I mean, did you ever I've seen some documentaries of his editing process when he was going through <laughs> oh, and he was like actually like tying different takes of scenes together and different lines they were saying. So like yeah. you could be saying, you know, this car is blue and you know, in another take be saying this Land Speeder is red. And he would tie together to say, this landspeeder
1: is blue. Yeah, so that comes back to what I was saying. It's mostly terrible direction. And He's I don't, you know, look at a lot of the people who are in those movies. They're not terrible or bad actors by any of the stretch of the, except for the kid. The kid was a bad actor.
0: Kids are always bad actors. Jake Lloyd,
1: the kid is a bad actor. But besides yeah. that, these people are, they've accomplished a lot. You know, some of them are Oscar winners or nominees it's like just terrible direction. And, yeah, I think you are partly right. I would say the scripts were weak. And the CGI was really bad, so it's like the actors had no connection to what was happening on the, the screen, so they really can't act correctly. Yeah, you. some of the actors have put out interviews saying, I literally don't remember filming
0: this scene because this isn't what I said.
1: And I'm saying from a story standpoint, from a design standpoint, From just about everything that, like, makes the Star Wars universe the Star Wars universe, you got something unexpected with, you know, I'm not going to say the other two, but the Phantom Menace kind of upended what you thought about what Star Wars was in terms of how the universe is constructed, whereas Force Awakens, it just gave us completely derivative stuff. Like, everything is pulled directly from A New Hope, and it's just given, like, a shiny new CGI gloss And that's what really pissed me off about the movie because I felt like I paid for... Well, how many times have I paid to watch A New Hope now? VHS, DVD, saw the special edition in the theater. So at least three times. And then I had to pay to see it again, which is like the uber cool George lucas list edition. (laughs) So that's how I feel about it.
0: I mean, I think still they went the safe familiar route even though it can be seen as boring simply to win trust back of those people that love seeing the same thing over again so when the next one does come out it can possibly be you know stray from that even though i mean it kind of looks like it might be going down that emperor the empire strikes back route of you know master training the yeah yeah And I I
1: agree with you on that, because they have a guy directing Episode eight who is known for taking risks, and I hope they don't get all corporate on him and stifle his creativity. So they do have a—I hope—that's the only hope for the franchise now, is to go in a different direction. But it's it's like, you know, the only reason people say, oh, it made $2 billion. Well, okay, well, it made $2 billion because it has the biggest marketing juggernaut in history, paired with the best— biggest entertainment brand in history behind it. That's why it made $2 billion, not because it was an objectively good movie. And people like to see the same thing, honestly. Like, when, some, when their friend
0: goes to see the movie that's like, say, a big Star Wars fan that gets hyped up about it, real or fake hype, whatever it may be. Ironic hype. Ironic hype, sure. They go and tell their friends afterwards, like, oh, it was like, you know, A New Hope. You know, like, all excited. Like, oh, yeah, I love The New Hope. I love this movie. They were really similar. So their friends go see it because, oh... I love New Hope as well. And they go and have their, you know, same...
1: I do agree with you on, the, on that. And Clark and I... I, I did, did you, were you with us for the Jurassic World no. expose? No. Nope. Yeah, it's the same argument that we had about Jurassic World, that it's like, it's just cashing in on nostalgia in the cheesiest way. <laughs> and that's the only reason why it tipped the movie to as much success as it had. You know what else is
0: um going a different route possibly in the next movie? What's that? Luke Skywalker being gay? Uh, the Beastie Boys in Star Trek.
2: Yeah. So are they the bad guys now or what? I didn't catch up on this. I, I don't know. I, I just, they're doing the soundtrack or something.
0: I, I just still it just. Talking about like movies going a different direction reminded me of Star Trek and the. Beastie See, but Boys. that's fucking different, okay?
1: <laughs> that, no, no, no. I'll tell you how it's different because because Star Wars is a continuation of a saga versus the Star Trek movies are supposed to be a reboot. So instead of developing and expanding the universe that they had the opportunity to do with the Force Awakens, and they didn't take it. The Star Trek reboots, they just kind of shit on everything that came before and just said, this is how Star Trek's going to be now. Like, this is what Star Trek's about. It's Beastie Boys and, you know, car chases and Khan's a emo British guy and all that stuff, and Kirk is a insufferable jackass, and Spock is, you know, very... He's a... What would you call him? Linkin Park fan? Yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, I see how that's like... It just seems like you're saying for, like, Star Wars, oh, they went a different route and it could have kind of worked if, like, you didn't have a shithole director. But then you're saying the same thing for Star Trek. Oh, hey, because they're going a different direction, I hate it. Like, I don't know. It seems like you're saying, no, it's it's a little bit. Like I know it's a reboot and all, but, like, really, you go back to the prequels, they could have done literally anything because all they had, you know, from the three movies that came after those was just, you know, Luke... Darth Vader and Leia that they had to like tie in at the end pretty much. And they could have done anything they wanted to build the universe there.
2: I agree with Justin on that point. They could have had that in the last half hour of the third movie. Just like I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm a big guy for you. Luke, Leia, done. That's all I really needed to do. Or Anakin trips and pours hot wax over himself. And then that's how he becomes Darth Vader. Like, okay, that taken care of fairly quickly.
1: I just think it's it's different when you're talking because if they had gone and, and they had said that this is like a reboot of Star Wars and it's like we're going to redo the Star Wars origin story, which I guess is a new hope since it's chronologically the first one, then I probably don't have an argument. But with the Star Trek thing, they're doing a reboot and how do you do a reboot and then fuck over everything that the franchise used to be about,
2: because it's a reboot. I mean, I mean, you could
1: say just as much for the prequels that,
0: like, those movies fucked over everything that Star Wars was about. Like, you can't really say there was a hero's journey in the first movie when, like, you have whoa, whoa, boring whoa, whoa, old, Whoa, whoa, like, sure there
1: is. Who? What are you talking... There's, like, two hero's journeys in that movie. But they're both awful! Who no, they're not... No, okay, like, even if you hate the kid, you have to acknowledge that the Obi-Wan arc in the movie is a, quite a bit more substantial and more meaningful than the stupid kid. I mean, the kid's thing is basically, like, he fucking races a pod, and then he gets, like, whisked away and becomes, like, a little Jedi at the end. What he does Obi-Wan do, though, in the movie? Okay, he goes from being a Padawan learner who still thinks he's not confident in his skills, right? He says like, "Oh, I've still got a lot to learn from you, Master Qui Gon, and everything." To being the guy who defeats the Sith Lord who killed his master at the end of the movie, to a full fledged Jedi Knight who has been empowered to train the character Anakin. Right? I think that's a more satisfying. I I didn't honestly get
0: that feeling from Obi Wan during the movie. Yeah, I didn't either. It was just like, "Oh, I got angry that you killed, you know, my master," and then like he yeah, but that's the awakening.
2: Like off guard, like. But the heroes, then, then you're saying that the call comes early in the movie when Qui Gon tells him he's ready, and then.
1: But it's not early in the movie when he tells him he's ready.
2: It's fairly early. It's like three
1: fourths of the way through. It's like when they're on Coruscant and they've just talked with the Jedi Council and stuff, and they've reprimanded Qui Gon for like insisting that the boy be trained.
0: Yeah. But what did Qui Gon
1: do to get to that point? Or not? Qui Gon, uh, Obi Wan, get do
0: to get to that point. He went to you know Tatooine and like you know played in the sand because it gets everywhere or something like. I feel like you didn't really do anything to go from Padawan to, oh, now you're ready during that movie. It was just at some point Qui-Gon was like, hey, you're ready.
1: And then... Well, I think your criticism is right in the sense that there are too many things going on in the movie. But if you take them in isolation, I still think the Obi-Wan thing works. Because they're trying to force two hero's journey storylines into one movie. Just I'm saying, the kids thing is just very unsatisfying. It's like, if they, if, it would have been a better movie, I think, if it had just been about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. And then they would have introduced Anakin in, like, the second movie or something.
0: Mm. I, I mean, maybe if they did something different with Qui-Gon. Like, they actually, you know, showed Qui-Gon when he first got picked up for, like, training from Qui-Gon. Or oh, showed more different things with Obi-Wan and then him getting picked up by Qui-Gon or something like that.
2: Or if he did more.
0: Because, like, all they did in that movie was... Oh, remember that time we did that thing on that planet? Oh, yeah, ha ha ha. Lightsabers, let's kill some mildly racist Japanese stereotypes.
2: Yeah, but Obi Wan doesn't do anything. That's my objection to him. He yes. does something in the beginning. He runs away from the, the shield droids really fast. Yeah. Then he sits in the ship and talks to Cargon on the woman shaver radio thing and is like, Master Yoda's got a pretty high metachlorine count, yo. Why are you trying to train this kid? And then he doesn't do anything. Doesn't. He
0: may have done some like <laughs> Jedi mind tricks on Tatooine. Obi-Wan? Uh, did he? He's I on the remember. fucking ship for the whole time. Oh, was he? Uh,
2: yeah, he sits on the silver ship with the one-eyed security man. Qui-Gon, uh, Natalie Portman, uh, Queen Amidala go into the, the city. And then they collect um, Anakin. Obi Wan sits in the ship the whole time. He he runs a blood test for Qui-Gon, like he's fucking CSI nerd kid. And then the end of the movie he's just like, Ah, oh, I'm gonna kill you. Lightsaber. Hey, Master Yoda, I wanna train this kid now. Hmm, okay. Qui-Gon and you promised each other, alright, that's repper stamp that. I don't have a problem with Obi Wan having a hero's journey, but he actually needs to do something to earn hero's journey rather than just saying oh you killed my master cut you in half hey i'm a jedi knight now
1: okay i'll give you that
2: i'll give you
1: that but the star star trek reboot thing not giving that up because that that is like the least risky courageous thing to do with a franchise is basically turn it into the fast and the furious for three okay sure but yeah because that's what sells i mean a real risk to be to give us like wrath of khan the real wrath of khan in this day and age and see if people would go see it.
2: But then you have to look at like Superman Returns, which is admittedly not a very good movie, but that's rebooted into Hobo Superman Henry Cavill what 5 years later.
1: Um I just when don't think was Man of Steel like Oh, it's like
2: seven years. I don't think reboots act, owe any fidelity to their source material anymore. Saying you're doing a reboot now literally means you are taking the broadest possible strokes of the character and their name, and like that's it. I just...
1: Man, I, I just... I
2: know like you're that. upset because you like Star Trek, but well, I'm saying... Well, I like saying, Star
1: like, Trek, and I don't like them shitting on what came before. And the same thing with Star Wars. It's kind of like they did shit on this what came before because they gave us a crappy, like half-baked remake of A New Hope.
2: Yeah, but I, again, though, like they're not really trying to do something new. Like Justin said, they're trying to win people back after George Lucas made three movies about the internal political wrangling. It's like Star Wars C-SPAN.
1: Uh, I don't think they really needed to win anybody back.
2: I think the only thing to they win... They had to it, win me back. Yeah, but I think the only <laughs> thing they needed to do
1: to win uh, somebody back was not have George Lucas behind it, and they did that.
0: I don't think that's enough for the no. average audience member, though. They don't care who's directing a movie or producing or writing it. Like, well, they... I
1: do, because if you look at the numbers, the original Star Wars trilogy has remained incredibly popular with people you know, throughout the 30-some years that it's been in existence. And that popularity hasn't waned because of the prequels. So all those people may have been disappointed by the prequels, but they still love Star Wars as a whole. They're still going to go see a Star Wars movie. I mean, at least that's my theory on it. Because there was no question in my mind that I was going to see The Force Awakens, whether it's, you know... I think
0: there would have been a large amount of people that would be apprehensive going to see the movie until they heard something good about it, rather than going first day, oh, I have to see this Star Wars that hasn't... You know, there hasn't been a Star Wars in, you know, what, 15, 10 years? I don't know how long it's been since...
2: Yeah, Uh, 10 years, 2005. Yeah, so, like,
0: I don't think people would be that up and up on like just going there unless they actually heard something oh the movie's actually good rather than like oh yeah it's just a new star wars because they just need to be one i feel like people need to be one back at that point in time rather than just like it's like oh george lucas isn't directing it it's like did he direct the last movie so i thought he was kind of old then i don't know did he write it oh like i feel like that's the average audience that you're gonna be dealing with that goes to see star wars for a lot so you're saying my argument is with people really Not with... I'm I'm saying people view (laughs) a movie as like an overall whole and like as a thing. Like they see the story, they see the characters. They don't always look behind the curtain to see who's writing it or producing it or directing it.
1: No, I agree with you. But I think that those things give them a cue, at least for people who are into it enough, which I'd say is a lot of Star Wars fans. Those things give them a cue as to what the quality is going to be like on the screen. And the screen would just be a confirmation. I... Agree with you, Star Wars fans are going to be looking
0: at those things. But people who are like, oh, yeah, I love, you know, Luke and Obi-Wan and Leia. They're awesome. I love those movies. I don't know about the other three that came before Those are sort of weird. Like, that sort of person is going to be like, oh, I, I didn't like the the ones that they came out with 10 years ago. I don't know about this movie.
2: Well, so I, when they I hear, guess... oh,
0: it's like A New Hope, they'll be like,
1: All right, I love a new hope. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. People are a lot of people are like that. I was coming at this from Star Wars fans' point of view, so I wasn't taking those people into account because. But what kind of Star Wars fans?
2: fans. What kind of Star Wars fans though? Star Wars fans who are like actual Star Wars fans. No, I know you're going to say
1: the thing about the guy with the lasers or whatever. What you know the that. guy who said he likes he's like oh yeah I that was about Star oh, Trek oh my god he, yes yeah, the, like, my favorite yeah, guy yeah.
2: from the Trekkies documentary holy shit you yeah. think you're reminding me who of says that? like oh, they ask him like oh why do you like Star Trek and he's like oh
1: because you know it's got like lasers and laser guns and shit
2: I'll send you the the link to this but there's a documentary um, funnily enough My May, Denise Crosby who we mentioned a uh, Deep Impact. Um, the girlfriend's mom, Dee, in fact, the blonde lady who gets mm. killed by the wave at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was uh, on Star Trek The Next Generation and then she made a couple documentaries in the late, or the early 90s and another one in the late 90s about Star Trek fans. Yeah. And one of them followed a lady around who admittedly is a little too into Star Trek who like dresses like she's in Star Trek. She works at like a, one of those hilarious 90s copier stores where they actually, you know, had to make photocopies for you. Yeah. And one of her coworkers, a big fat, like typical redneck guy, would, I guess, argue with her about why Star Wars is better, and his whole thesis was, Star Trek's all, like, talking and stuff, and Star Wars, you know, is, I like George Lucas's approach better because you got, like, the laser gun battles, and there's always something going on. It's like,
1: See, like, if it's those fans, I don't give a fuck about them, like, and I agree with you, they probably do think I, like that. I'm just I've, coming at it from, like, people who actually love the material. I'm not saying, like, yeah. those sort of
0: fans. I'm saying the type of Star Wars fan that, like, goes to a movie on, like, Friday night, you know, every other week or something like, or goes to a movie every other week or something like that on Friday, and, like, they're looking at the list of movies like, oh, Star Wars is up there. Well, I didn't really like the prequels, so I don't know if these are good yet. And then they don't hear anything good or negative, and they're just sort of neutral, but they may not go see it. (coughs) Versus, like, if a lot of people come out and say, it's like A New Hope, it's great, it's a retelling of that story, they'll be like, I love New Hope. That's That's all I'm saying. It's the yeah, it sells. It's, it's the sells. average person, not the not the guy in the Chucky documentary, not the hardcore person who has you know, thirty different Ray figurines in their glass cabinet, somewhere in the middle.
1: <laughs> okay, well, average people, fuck you. All right, fucking you're, normies, you're what's exactly. fucking ruining the movie industry. You know, go fuck yourselves.
2: <laughs> and now say re like screech. R E E E, And you will be right on point.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Fucking normies, get out. Get out. Yeah. I don't know. I think George Lucas made three horrible movies. And I think he should forever be banned from Star Wars for doing that. Because I did not enjoy watching C-SPAN for three movies. Or I guess C-SPAN plus House of Cards. I guess that was kind of Palpatine's thing. But...
0: That is an insult to House of Cards is all I'll say about that.
2: You know what? Separate, totally not related sci-fi discussion about House of Cards we can have later, but okay. it is now branched into science fiction, I believe, in this um, most recent anyway, season. Anyway. How about this
0: for a segue? You know who else made three awful movies?
2: Michael Bay. Exactly. But he didn't make the one we're talking about today.
0: We, he did not.
2: Some Japanese men did. Was it Japanese people that?
0: Didn't yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Did you see
2: the way those the like, human beings were drawn? but like uh, they a... had
0: the the round faces. Well, that is kind of like
1: the 80s style. For, it's like it looks uh, like Akira
2: practically. The way their faces are all like.
1: Yeah this this movie was animated in Japan I think.
2: Wasn't the cartoon Japanese animation too? Well,
1: the,
2: the interesting thing about the cartoon is you notice from episode to
1: episode how inconsistent the animation quality is. Is because they had like several different studios that they would farm each episode out to. So one episode can look like shit, and then they can have the next episode looks like really good and detailed. I don't know. Okay. But I guess they send it to the right people for this movie because I think the animation is generally really good.
0: Mm, there were a couple times I saw like a bit of inconsistencies in it.
1: I don't know, like... The, the colors of the some of the Transformers get messed up. Well, I, no, there was this yeah. one part... Um, Fuck, I am awful remembering
0: robot names. The like there was one robot in the giant one and he like was falling off into a hole and like his leg just came out of nowhere.
2: Which one was that? There's one robot in the giant one. So that's, ah, I suck No, with no, the face. no, let's let's yeah, come on. Are you talking about Unicron or are you talking in about Unicron? Okay, so there in you go. The
0: Unicron at the end when he became a giant, you know, robot, not just the and giant was ball. was this
2: robot escaping or was he dying or what? What was He was dying. Okay.
0: He was falling down a giant hole.
2: What color was he?
0: I think he was a Decepticon.
2: Because he was like black and
0: gray. The purple, purple guy?
2: The guy who gets thrown through the wall? Uh,
0: I don't know. Like, okay, I was telling Clark earlier. How high were you watching this movie? Okay, I was telling Clark earlier. I don't, I don't really watch. I've never really got into like Transformers fandom. Okay. And watching this movie, I felt like what my mom must have felt like when she took me to go see the Pokemon movie. Because, like, I didn't know any of the characters.
1: (laughs) Well, that's cool. Outside
0: of, like, the initial, like, introduction, I was like, oh, hey, Hot Rod. It's like, okay, Hot Rod, he's the red and orange-ish guy.
2: Well, I mean, you, you knew Optimus Prime. Everybody knows Optimus Prime. Yeah,
0: but then, like, I honestly... I, I knew that, like, the Matrix changed hands to, uh, what's his face? Cypher. Huh?
1: Ultra, Ultra
2: Magnus.
0: <laughs> Ultra Magnus. And, like, if I wasn't paying close enough attention... Yeah. Like, if I was just in a movie theater, like, and I had a kid, and I'm just like, oh, my God, when is this thing going to be over sort of thing? I would look up and like, oh, hey, Optimus is back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> It's only an hour and a half, so you don't have a long time to I, I know, I know.
0: <laughs> but, like, I just felt that way during this movie. I'm like, I can't keep track of half these robot names. It's like, oh, the dinosaur fucking triplets are here. To so be this like... is
1: your first time with Transformers, then?
0: I... Didn't really, I may have seen like a couple episodes when I was young on TV, but it's not something I paid attention to. Okay, well that's interesting.
2: So you're a blank slate for the movies. Yeah, that's
0: interesting. Well, no, I've seen the the first uh, Michael Bay movie. Great. But, again, it was just robot gears mashing together in that movie. It was hard to tell what was going on. I I can't remember if I saw it uh, at home or in a theater. It sort of just blocked out of my mind because I thought that movie so
2: was awful. The guy who got through it, did but seriously, did he go up and end up in outer space? No, he fell okay. down
1: further into.
2: Okay, so it's not Galvatron dying at the end.
1: So it's like when he gets eaten, or they fly through the it's eyeball. When, it's
0: like when the Autobots and Decepticons all like got like sucked in and eaten by him, and then there was like one just like hanging on some wire, and like he fell.
1: Oh, that's Hot Rod. He was, like, on, like, a plank or something. He, yeah. He slams he like, down on it on his chest, and then and everybody he like else fell goes... fell over the thing, right. and
0: his legs just sort of, like, appeared just, like... It was just a flat sort of thing. and just, like, <laughs> they fell out of... just a straight line. They, the legs fell out of. And it I don't. Was...
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I have to watch that again, because I, I don't ever remember the animation era, and it's weird, because I've seen this movie, like, a thousand times. Maybe it was in the version <laughs> I was watching, that. but then there was, like, another thing... That bothered me. Like,
0: when they did their stupid little, like, greeting to, like, Ooh. the vaguely
1: Chinese, Australian junk bot people. Bawi, granny Weep, weep Ninibon? Yes. <laughs>
0: Whatever that dumb
1: shit was. It's the universal greeting.
0: They did this little, like, circle jerk dance thing.
1: Yeah, with, with the, the music. Weird Al Yankovic song? Yes. But, like, <laughs> wait, was it Weird
0: Al? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Maybe the version I was watching was, like, different music. I don't remember a Weird Al song.
2: No, no, like, real music, not a parody song. What? Like, Weird Al makes a bunch of parody songs. But Weird
0: Al was actually singing a real song, on a a parody? Yes,
2: he was trying, for real.
0: Oh, okay. But, like, the animation in that, like, it was one of those Speed Racer things where they just, like, did a little, like... Two second loop that way in the circle, then you just like repeated the animation back and forth. And then, like, the animation in the middle of the group was like maybe like five seconds, so it was like a little bit like it didn't look like it was like the same, like frames going back and forth, but it was, yeah, they reused a lot right there. It's a
1: pretty common trick for all those late 80s cartoons. I just like, I always think of like, um, like Thundercats and stuff. Because they use like the same fucking background. Yeah, for, for I, I just looked like
0: in a, expecting a movie for them to be a little more like less, like take fewer
2: shortcuts. You expected wrong. Apparently. Yeah.
1: Well, that stuff, you know, a lot of that stuff I think that they, they chalk it up to because it's mostly in the background. It's okay to use like, reuse cells. But it really wasn't in the background. It was my... Well, that's, thing. I mean, I think a lot of the foreground animation they did in this one was so detailed that they're They're betting on the fact that you're going to focus on that and miss the stuff that's in the background just because, you know, you can't mentally focus on those two parts at one time. And for the most part, it's a trick that works. But I guess if, like, you're not very, you know, into the movie (laughs) or, like, you're just kind of, like, sitting there like an adult who doesn't know what's going on, then it's like you're more apt to tune out and see the things in the background. I'm not
0: full of hate on this movie. Like... There is a lot of stuff that I didn't like about the movie, but, like, I didn't have that... Man, like, just
2: embrace your hate. Just you so powerful. full of vinegar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have that, like, bit of, like, nostalgia of, like, oh, I remember watching the movie as a kid. I loved, you know, having toys as a kid. I remember, you know, watching the animated series as a kid. I didn't buy into, like, this whole franchise as a kid. Right. I, I bought into the Pokemon shit, like, big fucking time. But yeah. this, I felt like I'm watching some alternative, like, Pokemon universe where, like, <laughs> they have, you know, 151 Transformers, and it's like, oh, of course, Dinosaur Dude. See, but
2: uh, for me, though, like, this movie's gotten better over time. Like, I love it as a kid, don't get me wrong, but, like, so the You've Got the Touch, You've Got the Power Song that's in there. See, now, after I saw... Okay,
0: bo- this, the music I thought was ridiculous, but...
2: After um, I saw Boogie Nights, I can no longer take that seriously, you ever seen Boogie Nights? No,
1: unfortunately.
2: Uh, Marky, I like that movie. Yeah, Marky and, Mark and, sings the yeah. The touch. So he's like a like a strung out porn star who's like at the end of his you know career basically, and he's mm-hmm. trying to have a music career now, and he's doing a horrible job of covering that. You've got the Touch song, and I, every time I hear that in the Transformers movie, I just think of that. Like there's a bunch of shit in here that I watch mm-hmm. this movie now, and it's like, oh yeah, Marky Mark's huge cock. That's right.
0: The, the the eighty music that like popped in every like ten or fifteen minutes was just a
1: little like. But you can't avoid that, you can't. It's because I I think a, a lot of that is cheesy too, and I chalk it up to being a product of the time. Because like this is a nineteen eighty six movie, any fucking movie that has anything to do with action usually it's like I think of like this movie is like the animated version of Rocky Four, and it's like the same fuck the same guy did the music for. For this movie, I can't as say, did it for like, Rocky Four, any
0: movie with action in the eighties had like cheesy eighties music. I mean, you look at yes, some of the shit we have watched already: like, Die Hard,
2: Lethal Weapon. What about
0: like Running Man? Like that was made in the eighties, right?
2: And the music in there wasn't cheesy. What,
0: did they have a lot of music outside yeah, of the opera singer dude?
2: That was fucking cheesy as hell. Like the, I don't uh, remember the Commando. Music in that movie. Should we say
0: like that? Like, but it was tied into the movie more so. Like, it wasn't just like. You know, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Autobots roll out and like some, you know, weird, you know, I've got the touch song comes on <laughs> and they didn't even like, they reused the song, some of the songs several times. I'm like, wait, I mean, are they just trying to like,
1: wait, they reused the, they reused the touch song. When, when else did they reuse the song? I thought they reused more than just the touch one, but maybe it was just that. I think it was just a touch thing, and that was only to make the thematic connection between, you know, Optimus Prime and Rodimus Prime. Yes, I know, the fucking gayest name for a Transformer ever. Wow. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Triggered.
2: The G word. Man. Anyway, like...
1: I mean, like I, yeah, I mean gay in the... Um, I'm using it to disparage people.
2: <laughs> in the very pejorative sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just super yeah. clear. You hate yeah, gay not people. Not actual gay people. Okay.
0: But I just have like an overall problem with Transformers in general,
1: especially the Autobots.
2: Now, is why, it because why is that, of Michael why Bay? Is that, no. Are you sure?
1: Is it because they transform into things that are like normal table sized things and yet they go to being 30 foot tall robots? Oh, God. You fucking know, that. The, the sound, mass, sound wave. The mass con- uh, constriction thing? Yeah. Or where does Optimus Prime store his trailer <laughs> when he's in robot mode? No!
0: <laughs> that wasn't everything. At the start of the movie he he transformed into like his semi truck. No fucking sense why like that's even like a good fucking transform right there.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Why is that a bad transformation though?
0: semi truck, like anybody, bu- transforming into a car that can somehow drive underwater, which I'll get to in a second. For some reason, yeah, but hey. like,
1: they're Cybertronian vehicles. They're meant to be robots in disguise. So being a truck is the perfect disguise for being on Earth in the 1980s. But it's
0: not the perfect fucking disguise for fighting Decepticons. That's, a that's gun why you turn, it, that that's why you turn into
1: it. your robot form to fight Decepticons. That's the that's how it works.
0: But then <laughs> why the fuck does not Galvatron, the one he was before that? Gandalf, Megatron, Megatron, Megatron. Gandalf, Gandalf the Gandalf. White, and Gandalf the Gray. <laughs> you say Gandalf? No, I, I, no, when he turned into Galvatron, I was thinking, oh, okay. So wait a minute.
2: When he gets thrown out of Astrotrain, why didn't the eagles come rescue him in outer space? Like, <laughs> no, no,
0: when he turned into Galvatron, I was honestly thinking like, oh, Megatron's now going from Gandalf the Gray to Gandalf the White. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: he got sent back. You just think, with Sauron just, that, like, talking That's what to him happened sometimes. after
2: he died with the Balrog. He got sucked up with Unicron and, like, yeah. lasered down and rebuilt. <laughs> exactly. Okay.
0: But, okay, okay. So at the start of the movie, Optimus Prime transforms into his semi-truck with a trailer. I'm like, okay, whatever. He right. has a trailer hidden somewhere. But then he, like, hops <laughs> out of his transformation, leaving his trailer behind, but he's full-size now. Yeah. Like, at one point... Like, when he was, like... You're making a face at me. Like, that didn't happen. No, no.
1: I mean, I just didn't understand. Say it again. So
0: Optimus Prime was, like, rolling up to the Decepticons, like, whoop, whoop, whoop. And then he, like, transforms out to, like, jump at, say, Megatron or something. But, like, he leaves the trailer behind in his transformation.
1: Yeah. So? Like, what's the big deal with that? Because when
0: he transformed into his semi-truck with a trailer, he didn't just, like... Pull the trailer out of the ground and stick it to his ass, where did he
1: pull it from? Where indeed
0: but like it seems like <laughs> if he was hiding it somewhere on his form uh, okay. it was like
1: this this gets really good you're gonna like this this is the exact thing that you're coming to is it's been an argument in transformer's fandom for like thirty five fucking years. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Where does he? Where does the trailer go?" And it's like they've come to the conclusion that he stores it in another dimension. <laughs> that I'm I'm fucking serious. That's what they can. They're saying he stores it in like a negative space dimension or something.
0: Okay. <laughs> like I can almost like I can almost believe if like he just has like you know She's crying. I'm, okay, if he has like you know eight like panels on his leg that he can like. <laughs> pull out into a trailer and then he'll leave those behind when he transforms again. I can believe that. But from pulling you from negative space in another dimension, that is fucking just, like... Just
1: accept it okay. and love it.
2: But okay. Justin, you're upset about the trailer <laughs> for a semi Truck.
0: Yes! I'm, okay, like, the fact that, like... No, 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 hold on, sorry. But not the boombox? I haven't got to any of that yet. Like... <laughs> I don't get any of it. Okay, like I honestly feel like, like my mom would have felt. That's all I could have thought. The whole movie's like, why is Pikachu? That's the only one
2: I know. No, no, using but electric. You're saying you choose to focus on the giant semi truck. With a trailer versus the ghetto blaster that becomes a fifty foot tall monster robot. That not even what <laughs> with, I was concerned w- about. With with, the... with cassette tapes that become bigger robots. No,
0: no, no. Out. That's what I wasn't <laughs> upset about. I was upset that they are a super advanced robot race. Actually, okay, but stop. But why,
2: why be a truck, right?
0: Why <laughs> be a cassette tape? Why? Okay, no, no. So <laughs> before why, I forget,
2: why be a telescope?
0: Yeah, before I forget, I forget what was the first planet that was destroyed in the movie. Oh, some uh, moon, right? Some moon. But th- why were there little
2: robot kids? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, yeah, that, that doesn't make sense. I agree with
2: you. Not, like, <laughs> Why does the pink robot have tits? I mean, there's why a lot of is there literally here? only
0: <laughs> one female like robot? <laughs> like, why do the Decepticons not have any female robots? Hey, the
2: Smurfs got away with that first.
0: They, yeah, did, they did, but, like...
1: There are more female Transformers, though. You have to watch the series to see them. There's, like, a whole gaggle of them. Like, they're named, like, Alito-1 and stuff. And, like, it's a whole thing in the series. Like, But in this movie, you're right. There's only one female Transformer.
2: But this movie is about the best-selling toys saving the day, and then the worst-selling toys get killed in the shuttle in the beginning.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely that's, Like right.
0: That's the thing. Like, I thought this whole movie was just, like
2: marketing scheme
0: for toys <laughs> and i thought i thought was like the movie the soundtrack
2: was. it's what the cartoon was i know it's like pokemon the cards yeah. came out boom
1: it's the same playbook I, as he man Like basically every cartoon since like 1980 has has done this it's like they make a good cartoon show or a you know at least a passable cartoon show and then they sell toys against it that's <laughs> what that's what happens yeah so you just, I accept the movie on those. Like I get that they many years later that they they killed all like those characters yes, because I, they were terrible toys and didn't but sell. But well.
0: I am watching this from the perspective of someone who never was into the toys. I would be the parent whose kid told like was crying, saying, "I need to go to this movie," and I go there reluctantly, knowing nothing about it. And I'm watching it from that perspective.
2: Then you beat your kid later for taking you to the movie. Is that how the story ends? Jessica?
0: I think that's what we're doing right now. I'm beating YouTube <laughs> for making me watch this
1: movie. Oh come on! Well, how are you no. going to feel
2: watching Michael Bay trilogy?
1: Yeah, even worse. This, you know what? Okay, as much as you like are, I guess separated from the source material in this movie. Yeah, I think this is a good movie. Basically, if you take it on what it is. It's a children's movie. It's meant to sell toys. So if you take... Look at the other movies that are made to sell toys in the same vein. Like they did a G.I. Joe movie the year before this one came if out. you want to say... Which is a piece of crap. And they killed the main character in that too or something. And, you're but saying this has a good th- story. This movie is good
0: because the goal of this movie was to sell toys. No, I no. I will no, no, agree no. with you on that. But yeah, to say that it's a good movie... When they just shuttle the characters around to meet other characters to sell more, to introduce more characters to sell toys, then from that perspective, there's not a lot of story that. I'm saying it's a good movie because because there's a good
1: story. I'm saying this is a good movie because there's a good story, but a lot of the things that take away from this movie are tied to that notion that, okay, we kill all these people because we have to sell new toys and there's not enough shelf space and stuff like that. So it's a, that's more of a rationale, I guess. Like, they kill Optimus Prime. It's like, oh, yeah, kids got mad and cried about it a lot. But... Then they brought back... Then they just brought in someone who looks like Optimus Prime. Who, who wasn't popular, and they had to bring back Optimus Prime in the third season of the show, actually.
0: <laughs> Where they have the vaguely Chinese junk robots rebuild them, too? Like, with their, like, but, magic batter?
2: But they're they're Chinese-looking with, like, the weird, like, Chinese mustache and kind of like the little Chinese. Yeah,
0: maybe they're closer
2: to Mongolian. I guess. Yeah, they got like the Mongolian look, but they sound like Australian people.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I I guess is that (laughs) canon that like all the (laughs) like the Autobots and the Tepicons
1: learn to speak English from watching TV and radio broadcasts? No, it's so the way the universe is set up, there's like I guess multiple planets in the galaxy with Robot species living on them, or something, or cybernetic species. Do they all have little robot kids on them, or is that just that one? No, Lynn, I agree with you. That was stupid because it's like, okay. how do robots grow? They don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, do they stay kids forever? Uh, but Cybertron, <laughs> specifically, where the Autobots and Decepticons are from, the Autobots were originally built as like consumer hardware robots or something to work as slaves by like the owners of the planet. The Decepticons were built as like military hardware robots, and then they rebelled and kicked those guys off the planet, and then they evolved from there. I mean, I guess reprogrammed themselves to become Autobots and Decepticons eventually, and then they started fighting each other because the Decepticons are always... Because they're military robots, they want to conquer shit. But (laughs) if they evolved from there, why couldn't they evolve
0: from something besides consumer-grade boomboxes and trucks... To a gun like you know megatron is that's his transform he transforms into a fucking gun that shoots people versus a truck that just like you know dents a robot when it runs into them
1: well because when they got to earth okay i get i think i know what you're getting at um because when they were on cybertron if you watch like the first episode in the series they all had um different transformation modes like, the whole background was that the Autobots developed transformation as, like, a way to combat the Decepticons' superior, like, military skills in the original series. And then the Decepticons copied that, so the advantage was negated. So, you know, they could hide in plain sight and stuff. So, like, if you watch the first episode when they're on Cybertron, like, Soundwave, the guy who transforms into the the cassette player. Yes. Like, he didn't transform into a cassette player. He transformed into this, like, pylon-like thing that was, like, a communications terminal like the Cybertron equivalent of a communications thing but then when they got to earth the ships they were on scanned like the local environment and found forms that would allow them to hide in plain sight on earth so that was like the whole rationale behind that so like the Autobots a lot of them are like cars and trucks and vehicles because you know, there's a city nearby or something, and the computer decided that that would be the most logical thing for Is them. Is it to...
0: difficult for them to change their transformations then? Because like when they're engaging Decepticons, I feel like why could not they transform into something more useful than a truck or something or a cassette player? Well, there's
1: a couple of them who have like three or more transformations. Like uh, in the movie, did you notice uh, the airplane that turns into the tank too? No. There's a yeah, <laughs> helicopter. There's, is no, mean- no. Uh, well, yeah, Springer turns into a helicopter, a car, and a robot. And yeah. then the Decepticon guy, Blitzwing, turns into a fighter jet, a tank, and a robot. And Astrotrain is a, a train, a, a train, robot, and a, a shuttle. space shuttle. You're a space shuttle and a robot. And then there's actually a guy in like the third season named Sixshot. Who has six different transformations? And then there's like robots that transform into cities.
2: Metroplex. Yeah, He's Metroplex. A parking garage.
1: Yeah, he turns into like a giant parking garage city type thing. And then there's uh, Tripticon, the dinosaur, the giant T Rex guy that turns into a city too.
2: See, but you can't be mad about that because you like Chinese cartoons. I
0: don't watch those Chinese cartoons like that though. <laughs> I'll watch the Chinese <laughs> cartoons where the girls form an after school band. <laughs>
2: What about the one you told me where the little girls were half fighter jets?
0: I didn't watch that, but oh, okay. it, it, all those <laughs> little girls are actually based on real fighter pilots during World War II. But I didn't watch that show because I thought the fucking whole premise was ridiculous because they have little like propellers on their legs.
1: No, no <laughs> Now that you've said that, though, I, I understand your confusion. If you come at this from like no experience with Transformers, you're like, oh, why the fuck does he turn Again, into Again, the truck? only
0: tr- like experience I've had with Transformers is... Just the little bit of, like, cultural seep that you get from just, like, not knowing anything. Like, oh, Optimus Prime, I know him. It's like, oh, Bumblebee, like, I got that from the Michael Bay movies a little bit. But he wasn't in this movie, I guess, or he wasn't in the original series. I Bumblebee's in this movie. Is he? Yeah, he's on one of the
1: planets that gets eaten by Unicron. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then? You gotta pay attention.
0: <laughs> Did they mention, like, hey, Bumblebee, what's up? Or was it just, like, uh the the about that looks like Well, Bumblebee. remember in the
1: beginning when they're talking to the other moon bases and, like, they're asking for the status check-in and, like, you know, Bumblebees are like, Bumblebee and Spike here. Oh. Bumblebee's... Again, like, that's my problem. Like, yeah. I come from this
0: as not knowing any or nearly none of these. To and they all, like, just say, like, oh, hey, so-and-so, like, checking in. And, like, that's, like, their... That's the person who's... For the person who's never watched the movie, that's the only cue you get to say, like,
1: oh, that is so-and-so. <laughs> yeah the the one weird thing i do agree with you on on like the transformation modes is megatrons like i never got that because in the series it's like you have to have another but- person to pull the trigger and in the series they just had the gun like float in the air sometimes and shoot people well in the movie in this movie he actually transformed into gun and he sort of flew backwards into so-and-so's hand
0: Starscream's hand okay yeah actually i no Starscream's Star name, I just wouldn't be able to pick him out of a police lineup of Decepticons. That's
1: understandable, I mean, because they got the other two jets that are just, they're like carbon copies of him, but they're different colors, just like to sell more toys. Again, speaking yeah.
0: of carbon copies, like, there were some <clears throat> points in the movie where like, like all those little shark robots, it felt like those were just like, pace, 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 pace. Like oh, because they're all meant to be the same. Like, I know. They're
1: clones, basically. Yeah. The shark or what? Yeah, that's what they are. Yeah. And then the alligator ones that come out of the the lake that they try to give the again. The I don't. To.
0: <laughs> I don't understand why there are like there's this undersea environment of like robot fish and robot seaweed and like whatnot. Like I feel like I had like a mild stroke in the middle of the movie. I'm like. Why is that guy underwater now fighting with giant seaweed? Like, I'm not sure how we got here. Is
1: it water or is it Castrol GTX? It's like a planet filled with motor oil or something. You know, I feel I like know. it was
0: water, just based on like when he got out of the liquid, that it sort of flew, it like dripped off like water, other than like oil, but maybe.
1: Uh. I don't question shit like that when I see it because I know like the whole concept of transforming intelligent thinking, feeling robots is pretty preposterous anyway, so I'm just like, alright, there's, there's a planet with, you know, undersea robot life forms. cool.
0: And then why can a car <laughs> drive underwater and create a whirlpool?
1: Oh, because, you know, it's not really a car. It's a Autobot. That's yeah. how you can do hey, it. Hey,
2: James Bond got there first. Did he? What did he do to yeah. it was the, the, the spy ride. who loved me? Who spy who loved me, yeah. Where they drive, I think it's a Lotus, they drive like the car off basically into the sea and it transforms into a submarine. That's yeah. not what I'm saying, though. Like, I'm saying it is a car and it managed to get, like... It's like
0: 20,000-gallon tra- pool to, like, go into a whirlpool to, like... Yeah, yeah, but b-
2: b- you just if you would agree, suppose that the car could stick to the wall. Just it could. And it could generate forward movement using a motor. It could create the vortex. I mean, that's, that's physics, right?
0: I mean, the only thing I could figure is, like, maybe he had, like... Some sort of booster on the back to
2: do that. But, but he I, didn't have any sort of like way to right, right. But control. If he, if he could drive on the wall, it's like spinning a straw in a drink. That would happen. So I think But that, getting
0: to that point on the
2: wall is the I leap know. of you right. know, faith I am having trouble. But you're thinking of him like he's a regular car. Like if I drove my car into a lake, I certainly couldn't drive it around and make a whirlpool, but He's a fucking robot. Like, if you're going to buy into the concept of intelligent robots in this movie that transform into cars and cassette players and microscopes... But, okay, okay.
0: If there was some sort of animation cue of, like, some sort of, like, rocket on his back that's, like, propelling him, but it was just the wheels spinning and little, like, tiny, like, bubbles coming out from, like, underneath, like, where the wheels would be spinning. No,
2: no, but again, though, I, I was laughing so hard before because, like, you're fucking pissed about the invisible trailer and the boombox that turns into a 50-foot-tall giant robot, the the digger machine that works with, like, the plow to become an even bigger robot. Like, if you're going to... See, if,
0: I'm okay with the robots combining to be a bigger robot because that's just, like, canon in, like... But how do
2: they connect? They just, like, tape themselves together? Like, I'm saying if you're going to buy one, you got to buy the rest of it. That's a package For deal. some reason,
0: I am okay with <laughs> robots combining because, like, you know, I've seen Power Rangers. That's, like, been, like, a thing in, like you know, anime, like, forever that, like, you know, you get, like, robot A, B, and C all together and all form the head. And, and then they got a giant robot to, like, fight Godzilla or something. I, yeah. I feel like that's just, like, a staple in, like, any Japanese media that's, like, over-the-top action.
2: But you're trying to line Adam veto this. I'm okay with trying to line Adam veto this. Like, <laughs> but The thing
1: is that I get, like, you're thinking about, like, Hot Rod as, like, when he's in that whirlpool that he's a, he has like the power of a normal car, but he only looks like a normal car. I mean, this is a robot with okay. like a fusion reactor inside of it. Basically he can generate okay. a lot of power. I'll
0: drop that. But then why is there an old man robot? What, why would they make a robot age like that to give him like little like wrinkle lines no, to he's give been him more stories?
1: Time. He's been beaten up. He's a tin can.
0: Why doesn't he get some of the magic, you know, space batter from the junk robots to like, Get, you know, his wrinkles to go away on his face.
1: I don't know. It doesn't work like that. Maybe they have a limited supply of batter.
2: He's like that 90-year-old Japanese guy who does all the porns. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's some, like, guy in his 70s or 80s, possibly older, in Japan who is a prolific porn star. Wow. Yeah, he's yeah. much sought after. So I'm just saying that maybe Cup is, like, the raisin porn man. <laughs>
0: But from, like, again, it's like the whole, like, kid robot and old man robot. Why would you have an old man robot and a kid robot? Why would you
2: have Obi-Wan be an old man teaching young Luke Skywalker the ways of the Force?
0: That makes sense. He's a biological thing. Right, I, but
2: you're, they're the trying trope. to they're the trying to make that same, character yeah. thing work with what they have, which are robots. Like, I, you know, like, that would be really stupid if they had two humans hanging out with the robots. Like, Yes, on.
0: from the perspective of, like, an <laughs> Earth audience, but if you're saying these are... You know, robots that independently evolved on another planet. Why would there be old man and kid robots?
2: I just chalk it There's a lot of... You're trying to apply logic to it, though. It's like Pokemon. Like, what the fuck is happening?
0: That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, I can dismiss all the what the fucks are happening in Pokemon because, like, I had been at one point in my life so engrossed in it that I'm like, oh, you know... It's because Pikachu has, you know, some sort of static electricity build up from walking around or some bullshit like that, versus like this. I don't know why there would ever be shit like that in this universe, and I'm watching that from that perspective. Like, I can't just hand wave it away because, like, oh, because Ash Ketchum said so. Like, you just
1: <laughs> you just gotta like educate yourself a little bit on Transformers, and then it'll make it all make sense. Like but the, I the cups cups old because he's been around for much longer than a lot of the other robots in the movie and he's been beat up cuz you notice he talks about his other assignments and other parts Yeah, of the he galaxy. has like, you know,
0: war stories and whatnot. But it's, I'm
1: but I'm telling you like, you know, Optimus Prime is like more than 4 million years old and he doesn't look beat up or anything. So like Cup has probably been online since before humans evolved. Doesn't
0: <laughs> look beat up though is the thing. He looks fine except from like these little like age lines on his face and i don't understand why he would have
1: age lines if he's a robot yeah, but see, again, why, like in the end of the movie when Hot Rod becomes Rodimus, he gets like lines on his face or he whatever. He becomes it's taller like, too. Yeah, he becomes taller and he can, he has a fucking trailer at the end of that. Like, where did that come from? It's like, well, I just got to accept that it came from like the accumulated wisdom power inside the Matrix or whatever that... The Matrix has the... Accumulated wisdom of all Autobot leaders. Oh, That's... I was going to say it's the negative space that Optimus Prime pulls his trailer out of. It could be, it could be.
2: Yeah. That
1: is, that is something <laughs> that... I guess, is yet to be determined.
2: (laughs) It's just, you know, you have to accept your deus ex machina when they come in. Otherwise, you're just going to be in the whole movie, like, seething with rage. It it just seems like that happens (laughs) a lot
0: in this movie. It's like, oh, we have no way to, you know, attack the Decepticons. And I honestly can't remember his name. I always want to say Ultron, but I know it's not. Megatron? No.
1: Ultra Magnus? Ultra Magnus? No. The blue guy? No, the giant guy. Devastator? The giant guy. The planet. Unicron. The plan- Unicron. Unicron. <coughs> Unicron Voiced by
2: Orson Welles. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he died right after Short, he finished the yeah, movie. <laughs> like, so when he was
0: super <laughs> fat. Doing like wine commercials? Yeah, and like, like the,
2: ah, the French. Like at that point in his life, yeah, he was Unicron. Great. Yep. That's why he was eating all the Autobots. It was like life imitates art. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they had to like dub his voice with a synthesizer because he was unintelligible. Apparently, in the <laughs> voice studio,
2: he's too fat. That I don't
1: know. There was like all
2: the
0: voice, like synthesizer shit they put over. It was a little like some of the robots were like a little off-putting. I couldn't tell you who. I mean, I know the little like obvious Flash
1: rip-off guy was annoying.
2: The Flash
1: blur. He's talking about Blur.
2: But isn't the Blur's voice by the guy who did the Micro Machines commercial, the world's fastest talking man, whatever his name is? Is he actually, like, is that voice yeah. not sped up? They No, it's not. They had to put it, a, they brightened it, so that's why it sounds like it has a little bit of an echo to it, but that's him really speaking. The guy who used to do the Micro Machines commercials in the 80s did the voice.
0: I can't remember those commercials.
2: I'll show you one after we're done, but he genuinely talks that fast.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, like, characters like that always <clears throat> just bug me, because it's like... They're talking just to talk and it's like, Hey, what do I mean to do? I need to do something, you want me to do anything? I can do something, you want me to do something? It's like oh, Shut the fuck up, man,
1: okay?
2: We the, know you need to yeah. blur, a task. you can help me alert the other The jittery coffee character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: like a fucking crackhead Tyrone character from Chappelle's I think it was Tyrone yeah, and Chappelle's show? Tyrone
2: Bigums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Wait, was that his name? I thought that was the white. Tyrone Biggim,
2: Pernis- yeah. No, it's Tyrone Clayton Bigsby was the white Oh Pernis- yeah, <laughs> yeah, That's right, that's right. It was, okay. <laughs> Come on, Justin. (laughs) It's
0: been a while since I've
1: seen the Chappelle show. I know. So if you accept all the preposterous things about, you know, robots in this movie and how they work and I still think from a
0: story perspective, it wasn't very good. I felt like it was just like a... We're going to have to fight. I felt like it was just a (laughs) travel, like, from Earth to the next stop to the next stop, losing a little bit along the way until they, like, open up the Matrix and it's like, yay, we win.
2: Yeah, but it's like episode one, The Phantom Menace.
0: Like, I just felt they were being chased to go to different sceneries no, no. to introduce more robots to sell shit.
2: But it is like episode one, The Phantom Menace. I,
0: I, did I say that was a good movie at any point? No, what no, I'm just saying line
2: movie? them up next to each other.
0: That doesn't, like, forgive either movie saying, like, it is like that one, because, I mean... I won't say, oh, all right, Transformers. I, I, that story is, you know, a okay with me because it's like the Phantom Menace, and vice versa. Like,
2: well, I'm saying that the selling, you know, making a movie to show different, showcase different things to sell them as toys or video games or whatever. There's not really a new thing. So I mean, like at I, the start
0: I, of the movie, I was okay. Like, <clears throat> okay, there's this big threat.
2: Yeah. And
0: you know. The Decepticons somehow, you know, spy on the Autobots and get some intel to take them down. Like, that's all good and well. And then, you know, Decepticons make a bargain with that big threat. And then I'm like, okay, I'm okay with this. And then it's just chasing the whole time. And then getting saved at each point by some Deus Ex, well, Machina, not, or Machinima, <laughs> pretty much. It's not quite machina, it's,
2: yeah. I get it; it's actual machines. Yes. So it's the Deus Ex Machina it was a crane that used to lower people down. Yeah. Into ancient Greek and Roman productions. Not that you'd know that because you're fucking stupid. Because you don't like Transformers. But. <laughs> well, okay. Tell me, what the, tell me what the Deus Ex
1: Machina is when they, you know, at that point where it's just chasing.
2: Oh well, I I think I if I made I don't get site it. Site one though is yeah. like the Australian Chinese Mongol robots. Yes,
1: that is the big one. Like
2: Ultra Magnus is like I have to activate the leadership, the matrix of leadership, and then he gets blown apart. And then they're like, oh well, we have the space jizz that puts it back together. Like, okay. Oh,
0: so, and we have a giant ship that you can take so because the, you blew up
1: jun- yours. The junkions. There's yeah, that I mean, that and was then, just a
2: little convenient that they number one can fix him back to normal, and then they have the big like corkscrew ship that you guys can totally just have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That in at the start of the movie when <clears throat> uh Megatron was making the deal, it was sort of just like here's you know <clears throat> sprinkle some nut crust on you. You're super powerful now. Here's a ship too. <laughs> like that was like a I, I think machina the the Decepticons, I, I feel I don't like. I think he
2: knows where that comes from. <laughs> I <laughs> maybe you don't. It just but. sounded really stupid. <laughs> have to show him later. <laughs> You have to uh, take Clark
0: and Ice's word for this. <laughs> Nut crust is just a magical device to give somebody some sort of, you know, superpower. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm with you. But like, there's that. And then, okay. What was it? Hot Rod and the old man guy getting, being on trial. There's never yeah. been anything up to that point. I think in the movie that like showcased their, you know, prowess in water. But suddenly they can drive in water now and create a whirlpool and fly out the top because well, that's wait. how whirlpools work.
1: But like it showed when they got on the planet their prowess in water when he saved Cup from the squid thing.
0: But they were still like robots underwater. <laughs> they didn't just like drive car form underwater.
1: Yeah, but again, you get into the thing like you're thinking like this is a normal car. This is like an Autobot with millions of years of advanced technology and it just looks like a car. It can do a lot of shit.
0: I feel like that's just hand waving the
1: fact that But no, it's, it's not incoherent. because it's it's a Cybertronian vehicle. It's it's well, just in the form of an earth car. Look,
2: let me ask you, Justin, do you like Dragon Ball Z? Did you like Dragon Ball Z?
0: I'm not gonna say Dragon Ball Z has like any fewer <coughs> just like power ups till like they're you know, they win know, sort of but thing. I'm
2: saying like they could all breathe underwater for some reason, apparently. Like if you're gonna roll with million year old robots that fly in space and shit, then they work underwater, like...
0: But there was never showcased that they could fly in space. Like, if there was a car flying in space from, thing, like, the planet to planet, I'd be okay with that. But for some reason, they need ships, being... But there are. Being...
2: AstroTrain flies in space. He's a robot. Why
0: can't Hot Rod fly in space? He can go underwater. Why can't he go in space?
2: Because he doesn't transform into a fucking space shuttle. <laughs> well, he doesn't
0: transform into a fucking submarine
2: either!
1: So, like, what's that up? Like, what's going on there? He had traction on the bottom of the pool. He was driving.
0: He started in the <laughs> middle of the pool and he went to the wall in a car form. Okay? Like you can't say because he, he doesn't. He had tra- momentum. From <laughs> what?
2: The same Falling? thing? You get but in the animation cell. Well, that's what you get with the sword and halo.
0: Why was that one <laughs> robot that got thrown in the pool before him floating? Like
1: cranics. Oh,
0: yeah, like, why was he floating? He's a giant metal he, robot
2: that was, should sink to the he's bottom. He's made of aluminum. Aluminum floats. Well, you
1: got to think about how strong the robot is, though. He can, oh. he can swim. He's got all that power, all that, you know, paddling power. Come on. <laughs> he's got hydraulics. You just,
0: it, like... it just seemed like they were applying <laughs> human physics that, you know, humans bob on top of water in general, depending on, like, the consistency or, like, what's in the water. But like, How do you know it was water, though? because <laughs> there were fucking shark robots Robots,
1: though <laughs> my point is <laughs> that like there's so many fucked up things about this it's like kind of like you just you just have to accept it <laughs> but I feel
0: like that's the thing like coming from zero with me I see all this as water and a car in water and like for some reason a trailer coming out of nowhere you can't like I as knowing that I can't just say like oh okay it's oil, of course. I should have known that. <laughs> the robots. It should have been oil. I, I I don't know why I didn't make that connection from like the three, four, five fucking series that I watched, you know, over no. the course of ten yeah, years. But it's,
2: it's you're gonna But so look at something else you like though, that is you just said, Dragon Ball Z makes doesn't have any fewer plot hole dumb I, shit happen.
0: This this could be a great movie from the perspective of someone who is Right. deep into Transformers um, and knows all the lore and history and yeah, whatnot so. to it. But to the person like me coming from it from nothing, so I for, was really fucking confused at times. So for the person you like you who, do,
1: who doesn't know anything about this, I guess then the the fair thing to do is that you have to take it... I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. You, that you have to take it on, like, okay, the basic plot line of the story, does that match up, does that tell, like, a good story from beginning to end that makes relatively a lot of sense? And I think it does. I mean, besides the, you know, I'll give you the deus ex machina thing with the junkions, that is really convenient, and also where they're on trial and the Dinobots knock down the door and just come in and, like, save them and growl at the shark robots. Like, Like, like those two things, convenient, but, uh, I mean... I think generally though it, it tells like a very coherent story. Like the rationale for them being on this chase for like half the movie is because like Galvatron has to destroy the fucking Matrix and he knows. Okay, Ultra I'm Magnus okay with hazard.
0: that, but then me coming from nothing again, like I know that the Decepticons and Autobots hate each other, but there was nothing established in this movie saying they hate each other because, you know, they pissed on their mother's grave or something like that.
2: They pissed on the cornflakes. <laughs> But the Very narrator timely told you. or two topical. Years
1: too late, actually. But but even if you um, <laughs> came to this, you know, you know, because the narrator in the beginning told you that like the treacherous Decepticons have taken over Cybertron and the Autobots are preparing to retake their homeland. So even before that's that, you know saying, that there's some conflict.
0: There is some conflict, but it isn't established. Like it, that's basically just saying, Group B is evil. Group A is good. Let's
1: that's fight. How you, that's how you sell toys.
0: That is how you sell <laughs> toys. That doesn't make for a necessarily well, good hey, plot.
2: That's also how yeah. you start a New Hope.
1: Right. It is, and you have no context there either. That's a good point.
2: It just says the Empire, very bad. We're gonna build a wall.
1: But okay. And then the
2: rebellion. <laughs> like that's Sad. that's it. Like Sad. that's that's the beginning to a New Hope. And then they shoot each but other. But
0: with, with a New Hope, it is set up so. You know, you have this large empire that's daunting and this small ship is trying to take over. In this movie, you have the Decepticons and the Autobots look more or less alike. Same-ish resources, just a spy got
1: in at the same time. I I think the metaphor is the same, though. In the beginning of this movie, the 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 Autobots are on the little shuttle. They're going towards Earth. The Decepticons, like, literally tear through the wall of the shuttle. And then they fucking kill all those guys with one shot. On the, on the bridge of their little ship and they shoot at the Decepticons and they don't get hit or they dodge the laser blast. So it's
2: and, and the spy. Right. The Death Star plans come from the spy. Comparing this to a new hope is kicking a new hope in the balls, I feel like. No, but I'm saying that if a new hope storytelling works because you have the Empire and the Rebellion, is... bad guys, good guys, they're going to shoot each other to establish you know, what's going on. They're having a fight then i i think that you seem to be t- have very personal agreement with this movie cuz i think it's
1: the plot <laughs> line is the same they're using yeah. the, the hero's journey story in this movie too it's like hot rod is luke skywalker it's just
2: that Transformers yeah. I don't think is, he is less though
1: like yeah cuz he gets the he gets the force in the end he like embraces the force
0: because there's just some ball of magical energy that's just like, oh hey whoever can open this like gets the power there's a total
2: force it's a totem that, just
1: that like ties the all sabers. together I mean the lightsaber is the symbol of him like moving into the world of the force and stuff right and he gets like inklings of it throughout the movie and then the end he like finally See, I don't feel like Hot Rod
0: it. got like inklings of you know getting little bits of the matrix oh, throughout but he the did. movie. Do you remember
1: when Optimus drops it and it falls into Hot Rod's hands, the foreshadowing, because it like bathes him in light and stuff, and then he gives it to Ultra Magnus and it's just like, and he puts it in there like it's unexcited. (laughs) You get a foreshadowing clearly in the movie that Hot Rod's like the one. That
0: one little bit right there. But
1: But it's an hour and a half movie, so you have to compress it a little
0: bit. In A New Hope, you have multiple times where Luke, you know, does some extraordinary feat of, you know... Something that would need the when? force. Like,
1: he does like two things.
2: He dodges the remote laser blast, or gets it with the lightsaber once. And then he gets shot and goes "ow," and then he blows up the Death Star out of his targeting computer after he's accepted the force into his life. What's the other one, or the other several?
1: Well, the others are just Obi Wan talking to him. Well, Obi That's talking, cheating, though. <laughs> I know that's right. It, it,
0: and then like it. seeing like Obi Wan, you know, do like some force tricks and whatnot, and. Didn't he... I thought there was some time in the trash compactor that he did something that was like vaguely port-related. He screamed loud enough to get C-3PO yeah. to do his job. They were just screaming
2: <laughs> oh, into the right. comlink, <laughs> saying, Oh, listen, they're Shut dying. Shut it down. Shut it down. They know. We're in the trash compactor. Shut
1: down all the trash compactors on the detention level.
2: And then C-3PO's like, There's no time. But, okay. Shut them all down. So
0: the whole thing in A New Hope, he went in <laughs> to go to the Death Star. He was captured. He yeah. went to go rescue Leia. Right and then he got out and that's sort of, you know, heroic. In this movie, Hot Rod gets on a shuttle after they get attacked at the start. Right. Flies away, lands on a planet. I guess he ends up in water somehow and no, then they, goes they, on trial.
1: they crash on the planet. Remember? They crash
0: on the pl- I no, cuz I told you I had a stroke at some point and they no. just ended up I saw like this water so scene. So when
1: the chase sequence starts for like the part of the movie that you're talking about, that portion of the movie that's the chase Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like Galvatron shows up in his shiny new ship and all that and starts attacking the Autobot shuttles, and Cup and Hot Rod get hit, and they crash, and then, like, Springer's, like, Cup and Hot Rod just died. Like, what are you going to do to Ultra Magnus? Yeah.
0: That was the other thing that bugged me about that scene, because it was, again, one of those things that it came out of nowhere. It was like, oh, no, there are missiles behind us. Well, let's dodge them. Oh, yeah, we have this thing that, like, neutralizes missiles. Inverse the polarities. Yeah, it's just like, oh, right. The missile diffuser button. That's just Yay. like made-up science like on Star
1: Trek I mean, Next like, Generation.
2: No, but again,
0: it's like <laughs> it's a button that saves us from this situation we're in.
1: Let's hit it.
2: Yeah, let's reverse the polarity on the shields, Cap, and yeah. that'll solve it. D- oh, Chief O'Brien. Like,
1: every episode of Star Trek Next Generation, like like two out of three, Data and Geordi, like make up some science, and that's how like, they get out of it. Like, what if like...
2: we recalibrated the antimatter mix to emit the energy wave at a lesser frequency? Oh, that'll work.
1: See, again,
0: we're not talking about Star Trek here. And, again, I'm not engrossed in the Star Trek culture to be able to hand-wave but that I'm away. Saying... I'd probably pitch the same and be like, why the fuck are, you know...
1: He's not saying about Star Trek, though. He's saying, like, in all of sci-fi, it's yeah. like these are common things that, like, I guess they, they don't have <coughs> to make sense because they're they're in the service of, a like, telling a story versus, like, making sense scientifically.
0: Again, like, if it wasn't as... <coughs> obvious if they were like oh no the missiles are coming for us you know start evasive maneuvers and like you know shit starts happening but they're just like oh what did we do oh what did we do oh right we pressed the save us from missiles button
1: but it didn't work like, the second time it didn't work that? the second time but
0: they <laughs> literally was like how do we s- save ourselves from this you know what did you do was it cup was that the old guy yeah it's like what did you do cup to save from the missiles before oh oh um, uh, we press the save missile button well that was it.
1: To me, that's just their version of like countermeasures chaff. or whatever. Yeah, chaff. I mean, but that, that it, 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 it works once chaff. but not twice.
0: If it was chaff, then you would the other robots should know about that, not just that like, oh, um, well, there's well, this thing uh, that just saves us that we completely forgot yeah, about. Yeah, but let's
2: say it's nineteen ninety what two, ninety one, and you're an Iraqi guy flying in your ex Soviet MiG against an American fighter jet and you get like a missile lock and you're like, yeah, great. And you fire a missile and then he uses something that was invented after 1975 and it's like, ah, fuck, what was that? My missile didn't work.
0: From that perspective, it's different, but it would, the Autobots would be the guy in, you know, the brand new fighter jet on the US side using this. Yeah. To like get rid of the missile lock. Right. And he would be trained for that and like, It's not like you go and pilot a shuttle or a ship as, like, an Autobot, I'm assuming, being completely unfamiliar with all the controls in there. It's just, for some reason, it was like, the one guy who knows the ship the best forgets the whole fucking ship, and it's like, oh, right, we can save us by pressing this button. Wait, 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 who knows the ship the best? Cup, I'm assuming, because he's the only one that figured out how to fucking,
1: like, save him from the missiles. I didn't think he was a pilot or anything. I
0: then who was fucking piloting the ship that didn't know the controls for save us from missiles button?
1: Um, I think it was Hot Rod who was piloting the ship, and Cup just like remembered because he's like foggy and old. They're like, oh yeah, like but no, it, it, it's not a button that they press on there. To like, I now I remember it's not a button that they press. He's like, oh shit, how do we get off like missiles that have a lock on us? And he's like, oh, I'm thinking we did this once on like such and such planet back when I was on this assignment. He's like, oh yeah, we reversed the polarities and then they. Reverse the polarities, and that's what makes them, you know, avoid that barrage.
0: Yeah, but I think I, I just work vaguely twice. remember it just being like, you know, oh, yeah, reverse the polarities, <laughs> and then they hit a button, and it was done. I guess that's how it Oh, no.
2: It's... it's so...
0: It just seems like that would be part of combat training, like when you are, you know, have missiles locked on to you, just reverse the polarity. And but like it only good. works
1: once. I mean, you got to think too. Like Galvatron has like the latest and greatest shit, just given to him by like you know the Pimp Master Unicron and stuff. And like, how do you know like he didn't launch different kinds of missiles that you know, or they countermanded the fact that they inverse polarities or something? Okay.
0: Say you are that guy in the 1973 you know, MiG-Jet or whatever, and mm-hmm. you're being, you know, tailed by this fighter pilot in you know the latest, greatest, you know, US plane. You would still try to use all your defensive maneuvers at hand to shake this plane, even if none of them work, and you don't know that none of them will work. Is what I'm saying. But didn't they do that? They did that <laughs> the pilot didn't do that. Some <laughs> old guy who's like Oh, yeah, what did we do? What did we do? And it was just like he just had this moment of clarity where he remembered what they did to shake missiles, which seems like it should be something that should be in, you know, pilot training. But
2: that's like an Independence Day when Russell Case, crazy old guy, is a crop duster pilot, and the guy's trying to give him the fucking instructions on how airplanes have changed since Vietnam. And it's like, same principle, you got to stay in the air, but holy shit, there's a lot of new stuff going on. I mean, Hot Rod seems like he can fly the ship and keep it from crashing into the wall, but Cup's the guy who's seen everything before.
1: Then why isn't he piloting? Like, because, well, just because you're a good pilot doesn't mean you know how like, yeah. that inversing the polarities will like, distort a missile's lock-on effect or something. Like, that only comes from combat experience, and but Hot Rod doesn't have any. The Autobots and Decepticons have been at war for thousands, millions of years. Yeah, but let me explain. I know where you're going with this. I think, and the these aren't like twenty like, year old pilots, right? You're saying like Hot Rod's like millions of years old, but he's not. See, he's a younger robot, and see, they all have this thing called the spark, okay, which is like their soul thing. Yeah, it's, I'm serious. Like, uh, I'm not I, making I, this no, way.
0: I'm I'm buying into this right yeah, now. Yeah. I am okay they, with they this. have
1: like they each have a spark, and so like Hot Rod could have like come online like you know only like. 50 years ago, or something like that, and he may have been assigned to like be doing like you know, just like gathering energy on cubes. They are, yeah,
0: robots that in my mind you can they would have some sort of thing like you know, the matrix, the matrix, where it's like I want to you know learn how to pilot a helicopter, yeah. But
2: this is like when ARPANET was still kind of new, no,
1: no. But I'm thinking too, like you know, not only they're not just robots. They're robots that can think and feel and the fact that they have an emotional spectrum makes them fallible in terms of like recall and stuff because if they can think and feel, Hot Rod might be in that moment of piloting the shuttle and he can't think or access the memory or whatever or you know, the knowledge that like, oh shit, I gotta inverse the polarities or something or maybe that's not like standard training or something like that, which is what I took it as, like, you know, Cup knows this because he's had experience with it, not because it's like standard Again, playbook.
0: I feel like when you say standard training, missiles coming at you, there should be some sort of textbook way to be like, oh, we got to shake these missiles other than just like dodging up or dodging down.
2: But it's like the equivalent of they're flying in a trainer jet and Cup's like, oh, you know, we can just dump the flaps into like an Immelman turn, you know, invert ourselves and fly over him.
1: The other thing, too, is that the shuttles that they're in aren't designed for, like, any kind of combat. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like they're, they're like flying freight shuttles.
2: They're flying the, the non-armed trainer yeah. jet against the guy with the armed jet, and it's like, they should lose, but, you know, the guy who's flying the jet knows a trick. Yeah, like, because
1: if you watch the series, the Autobots do, in the first episode, like, the Decepticons have a huge battle cruiser, and the Autobots have, like, a huge battle cruiser too, and they both, like, fuck each other up pretty bad before they crash on Earth. Mm-hmm. But like it's totally different than the little shuttles that they're flying in this thing or uh I don't know. okay it, it's just like
0: the fact like to even be like a little bit bought into that idea that it is incomplete like <clears throat> bullshit took what 15 20 minutes just now like that's like
1: nearly a quarter of the movie that was just that was just cuz you were being stubborn and wouldn't let it wash over you
0: <laughs> that's because I don't know how to let any of this wash over me because I've never been immersed
1: in all this before. It's that's why you gotta let it wash over you. That's how you get immersed. That's
0: the point, stuff. though. Do like, you want to go? Like, have you ever been immersed in Pokemon? Do you want to go watch yeah. the first
1: Pokemon movie? I've seen the first Pokemon movie. I've seen the second one too. We went to the theater. stuff. Yeah. I'm saying Pokemon. though, like you
0: watched you.
1: I watched the new series.
0: Pokemon. Yeah, you yeah. watched the series. I'm trying to think of something equivalent that you may have never been immersed in. That like it'd just be completely foreign to you yeah, to go into. Then
2: you have a choice to either evaluate it from, like, the objective criteria of you don't know anything and you're trying to gather evidence off this one data point or just, like, suspend your disbelief and kind of let it go. Like, and when a-
0: I did try and let it go, I thought I had a stroke <laughs> and I ended up in a water planet somehow. Well,
2: okay. I
0: I know that, like, the thing separated, I just... Don't remember it even, like, crashing into the planet and, like, him being underwater somehow and, like, fighting with seaweed robots. But that, that robots. happened, though.
2: It, it, it did happen. They animated the whole thing.
0: Again, like...
2: Were you on your phone? No! I, Whatever. I'm just saying, like... It, it, it's it, just, like... It did it's happen. very
0: difficult coming from nothing in this universe to watch this movie and let those sort of things wash over you because you're constantly asking yourself... Why do they program stupid robots that look like dinosaurs? Like why would they program like imbecile robots? Why- There's actually
1: two episodes that explain that because they create the dinobots on Earth. Like they actually create them within two episodes on Earth. And they're so like you'll learn why they're created and everything. Just go and check it out.
0: Again, coming from nothing to
1: watch this movie,
0: you can't like I can't just say oh, right, I should have watched the source material prior to this movie that's, you know... No, no,
1: I'm saying you can go do it now. It's okay.
0: But that won't change, that won't make the movie better from someone that is coming at it from my perspective.
1: Uh, you me, Grimlock, say you full of cesium salami.
0: Exactly, like that sort <laughs> of shit, like... Is that is that a common insult between these people? I guess maybe, but like I never hear anyone else say it. It's just this like imbecile robot that like has a dinosaur face. But the, the movie's
2: dino- not for you though. Right, that's the, kind of the, the thing. The
1: Dinobots are they have small brains.
2: So the it's... movie came out like season one, two, and then hey, kids, the cartoon you love is going to be a movie, and then there's season three on TV after.
1: And then they ended it in the U.S. and continued it in Japan. Right. It's like,
2: again, Dragon Ball Z, the other animated series I know a lot about. Like, okay, series, 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 movie, series, series, series. Like, it, you, it, seeing this movie, the way it was created, the intent was that you would have seen all or at least a good chunk of the source material having watched it on TV Saturday morning. So they weren't really will... writing it with the perspective of helping you into the universe. You're already supposed to know. I will say
0: defending Dragon Ball just a little bit. Those movies are not part of the integral plot of the overall series. They can literally be taken almost at any point in time other than like, oh, this guy's Super Saiyan. Oh, this guy isn't Super Saiyan yet. That's the only connection they have to the overall universe. They never mention Broccoli or whatever the fuck his name is or that Garlic Jr. kid or anything ever in the series outside of those movies that are con- what about, self-contained. Wait,
1: the, but, Gar- the Garlic Jr. saga? Just they they really thing? don't mention
2: that. Or,
0: uh, sorry, Garlic Sr., I guess, does have a small tie, but that's that was a filler part in, in the, the series. In the Dead Zone? Yeah. That movie? Yeah. But they don't really
2: that's mention the Transformers movie. Isn't like, hey, remember when, like...
0: Remember when, Otto, like, Optimus Prime died? Oh, yeah, we brought him back. We, we brought him back to life with yeah. Space Batter. I mean... Like Whoa. that, that's no, no. that's a big Ultra point. Magnus.
1: They brought Ultra Magnus back again. With space Batter.
0: They, they no, gave no, no, the no, no, I mean, beam. in the main series, you said they brought Optimus Prime back
1: later in the series. Yeah, you got to watch it because it's funny. Because the first time he comes back is like an evil zombie, and the second time they bring him back for real. But
0: I'm saying this movie, <laughs> one of the major points in this movie was Optimus Prime dying, and to go from season two to season three of Transformers, apparently without seeing the movie, that would be a very big leap. But in Dragon Ball Z, you do not have those leaps. At the beginning of movies. season
1: three of the Transformers, they actually gave like a five-minute recap of the movie before they, you started watching the series. So they, they yeah. already thought of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it's not none of the stuff that happens in the movie is really plot critical to season three of Transformers because it all gets... It's like Dexter's lab. Every time the house gets blown up at the beginning of the next episode, it's all back to normal.
1: And they explain like all the... The stuff that happened at the end of the movie, like the Decepticons get kicked off Cybertron then Unicron's head is in orbit around Cybertron. Uh, The Decepticons live on some other planet and they're like starving to death. Uh, Galvatron becomes insane because he gets thrown in. Once he gets thrown out of Unicron, he falls into like a lava pit or something and his circuits get fried.
2: And he has to wear black armor, life support armor afterward. What, like Darth Vader or something? Yep. Okay. Like Bane. Yes, well, constant Bane didn't. Flow Bane of, just had the
1: mask, and nobody cared who he was before would the be mask. Extremely
2: painful. for all of us. Yeah, yeah.
1: Things I really like about this movie, though, I do like Galvatron. He's cool. No, I, something afterwards about the
0: the Bane mask and whatnot. I you may have seen it. Okay.
1: <laughs> but um, I, I like know. Galvatron think he's cool i think he's a good upgrade in the movie from megatron i like how he went from being a gun to being a cannon so nobody had to hold him so he to shoot people
2: i just like he kills starscream finally
1: starscream's death is probably the funniest part in the movie i will say that his that, death that, is fucking that, hilarious oh yeah
0: <laughs> you're you're saying that but again something else that bothered me during that scene. oh god they were playing fucking like french horns or trumpets or something without lips
2: Really? Animation error. So they were just emitting the noise from their speakers. I but mean... the
0: the trumpets were like animated going like they were like expanding and contracting like sound was coming out of them. So
2: they were forcing air out of a hole. and like. But you need like
0: your lips vibrating when you're playing something like that to actually make sound. What if
2: you vibrated the metal on your face?
0: But some of them just had like you look at your phone and that was their face. That was their mouth. It, the <laughs>
2: The, I know the front
0: I, of the horn was just a, right again. There. Though
2: you're trying to wonder why Goku can breathe underwater, and the answer is because he has control of his ki. Like you just need to fucking accept some of this shit and just roll with it.
1: Yeah, I mean they're anthropomorphizing like to a huge degree in this movie because like there's no other way for you to relate to. But robots. that's
2: just the way it is. Like that's something yeah. you is that's like the as soon as you walk in, that's you know it's like when you walk into a strip club, you agree you're not going to touch the girls. Like it just it's the ground rule. Again, role. that's.
0: A ground rule I know of in a strip club. Like I know you don't touch the ground on a strip club. I know about that. Well we also know that that little popular culture (laughs) even if you've never been to a strip
2: club. Another one we know though is midget night is half price.
0: (laughs) That is personal like experience from friends, but yes, that is not necessarily something you would know from popular culture.
2: But it makes sense though.
0: The midnight thing, half price?
2: Half a stripper, half the yes, cost. Yes, yes, okay? it I mean, does that...
0: make sense. But I'm saying I don't know these rules walking into the Transformers movie because I have not been exposed to enough of it in my life but, to but know that But that, that thing you're talking
1: shit. about, like the horns thing, like that's not a rule. Like That's just like they didn't even bother to explain that, so I'm not going to ask the question on that because it's so inconsequential really to what's – I mean, I just enjoyed Starscream's death from that star
0: <laughs> that scene with Starscream's death and him like shut the fuck up and like shooting like the horns out and then like you know galvatron coming in and like blasting his ass like that was actually kind of funny i enjoyed that
1: part he fucking disintegrates and because like galvatron's <laughs> like hey
0: bitches like i'm taking back what's real mine like that i like that part i that is a good part of the movie that
2: i enjoyed are you not curious why a robot feels the need to wear a crown. I figured that was all just to get... Vanity. Like, vanity, <laughs> get people
0: in line behind him as some sort of, like, I'm the boss now because I have this ceremony. I have, you know, these these things that you would normally associate with, you know, the leader.
1: Yeah, because Starscream... leader. Well, I
0: don't know if Megatron wore those in, like, his non-combat times because we never really saw him
1: in his non-combat
2: times. Megatron did not wear a king's outfit, no.
1: Well, I did not know that. It's probably just to go with (laughs) Starscream's character because I mean he's such a vain like piece of shit and always is trying to backstab Megatron in the series, so I it doesn't make any sense. Clark's right, but
0: Again, like I I I, I accepted that because I thought, Oh, Megatron maybe wears this crown and cape on his, you know, off days when he's not, you know, shooting or just for a
1: coronation ceremony or something, but I The fact that Galvatron is Spock, Leonard Nimoy is awesome.
0: Oh. Yeah, I didn't notice that.
1: Oh, you didn't notice that? and he's Leonard Nimoy. It's great. Okay. Hot Rod is Judd Nelson. He of Breakfast Club fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. And Optimus Prime is the same guy who does the voice in the Michael Bay movies that we're going to have to watch now.
0: See, I... Again, I didn't really notice the voices in this movie because I just had that annoying, like, over sound on top of it that just, like, the synthesizer, like, speak into, like, a fan voice. Yeah. Kind
1: of. So, Justin, did you also notice when Unicron was transforming Megatron and his almost dead friends, did you notice, like, which one of them became which new character?
0: Do you notice
1: any of that? That's another thing that Transformers fans argue about all the time and they've been arguing for decades that they're all pissed off because the two other jets like Starscream died in the movie and they got changed into like the one the blue guy Thundercracker became Scourge the guy with like the claws and mustache and then the other guy became that Cyclonus dude but the animation shows like one of the uh, insect robots, the Insecticons becoming the Cyclonus. So they're all pissed off because the other jet, the purple jet got shafted and got turned into like a little clone minion guy when he was like one of the top minions in the other series. So they've chalked it up to the fact that there was either an animation error or that he actually became like another version of Cyclonus that was in the background in the shot or something. (laughs)
0: I'm just sort of like It's like just nodding my head like yeah, okay, yeah, I I I recognize some of those characters. I didn't realize they had names. Like
1: funny how Unicron stores the ship in his butt. I thought he was just like a giant
0: ball at that time and just like popped open a little hatch that was a fully formed ship that he just had sitting around. It comes out of
1: like what would be the butt portion of the planet. (laughs) It's like the lower quadrant. It's like (laughs) like here's your ship.
2: Yeah, eh. I, I mean, yeah. Unicron has a circulatory system. There's just a bunch of fucking stupid shit happening. Well, the, my only with problem
1: with the Unicron thing probably is like the animation shit is like the size perspective stuff. <laughs> like he's supposed to be like larger than a planet, and yet like at certain points, he's his fingers are small enough that they can grip Galvatron, and you can see him between the fingers and stuff. <laughs> and he goes into Unicron's mouth, and you can still see him. It's like the mouth should be bigger than like the a continent or something you know
2: but again though if you can accept <laughs> that the ghetto blaster turns into the 50 foot tall robot with tapes that turn into other robots then or unicorn yeah, changes size at will it's, it's
1: <laughs> i guess it happens yeah, it's like or like at the end of the movie when they're running away and uh, inside of him and his fingers are like opening up his own body it's like The fingers look really small compared to where they're opening up.
2: He shrank them to get a better (laughs) fine grip.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I think that was just, like, cheesy animation errors. Like, they could have fixed that kind of stuff if they had thought of it, but...
2: But there's always going to be, like, size scale errors. I mean, even look at, like, Godzilla, the Matthew Broderick one, where he's, uh, you know, the size of a Barney the Dinosaur one minute, and then the next (laughs) minute he's bigger than a skyscraper. Like, there's nothing new. People fuck up scale all the time.
1: But it's good in the Transformers universe that they've they've mastered the art of like expanding and you know detracting mass, expanding and contracting their mass. so yeah. That explains how they can go from being a cassette player to a fifty foot tall robot.
2: But that's like when the moon's gonna crash into the planet, and Q tells them to make the moon less dense to move it with the tractor beam, I and mean, yeah. shit happens. Yeah. What? Star Trek things that would make you angry in Star Trek.
1: Okay. But stuff that Q could do.
2: Yeah. It's um, really all I have to say about Transformers. I mean.
1: This is an awesome fucking movie. I love it. Always loved it. Uh, I know Justin and I disagree on, on this. Well, like the validity of a lot of the points in the movie. But still, <laughs> I always love this movie. It's great. I have the special edition on DVD.
0: Again, I feel like if you came to this movie from the perspective of someone who watched the Transformers as
1: a kid and had all the toys
0: and loved that. You would enjoy this movie. But. but
1: that's kind of the fucked up thing is that, I, as I recall, like we never, because of the time, our TV selection was very limited. We really didn't watch but one or two episodes of the series before at least I saw this movie. Like This movie was pretty much my first exposure to Transformers, and that's what got me watching the rest of the series, and it kind of filled in all the blanks for me. I mean, maybe it's the fact that I was like six years old. That that may have been a two excuses, like excuses. Like I'm not asking all the questions that you're asking yeah. about things because I, I am didn't know. watching
0: this from the perspective of a 27 year old person versus like watching it through the eyes of a 27 year old person who saw it initially 20 years ago.
1: You've let your inner child die, Justin. You have to become the I've child murdered again. I've it. I've slid his throat and <laughs> let it bleed out everywhere. You have to become the child again when you watch this movie. So,
2: noted child killer Justin's <laughs> with us. <laughs> it was a dark place you took us to.
0: I, I was going to say something like related to what uh, Amon told John in uh, one of the books, but nobody cares about that shit. Nobody
2: cares about Lord of the Rings, Justin. <laughs> Fuck you, Clark. (laughs) (laughs) What? Gandalf. I know Gandalf runs the garrison at the wall to keep the zombies away.
0: Yeah, with uh, I read Lord
2: of the Rings. Legolas is there. He shoots arrows at him
0: with uh, Hermione and whatnot. (laughs) Right spells because she has to
2: do the spell to keep the wall cold. (laughs) Come on, Uh, we've all read the books. Everybody's (laughs) read Harry Potter.
1: I'm thinking of that of those t-shirts right now with like the picture of Yoda and stuff and says like you, you know such and such unrelated quote Gandalf. Yeah, it's like a yeah. it's a spa quote. You're It's quote. Right. Like yeah. buy Gandalf showing a picture of Yoda. Right. Live long and prosper, Gandalf. I mean, that's Yoda. Yeah, that's it. The one
2: I've seen is do or do not there is no trial with a picture of Gandalf but it says Dumbledore's. The quote. Yeah.
1: I'm going to get that one. (laughs) That looks good.
2: (laughs) It's all fun now until next week, which I think we're going to have to take on one at a time because they are fucking long ass movies.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'll be less jolly about that. I mean, I genuinely love this movie and I totally accept the fact that it's because I have a lot of nostalgia for it and, you know, that it's an animated movie. But next week.
2: I'll be jazzed about next week. I'm happy already.
1: Okay, the story in this movie is better than the one in next week's movie.
2: <laughs> I know, but just <laughs>
1: so even if you hate this movie, like the story in this, like that says something about how bad Michael. So Bay's the, there's
2: there's is. no um actually no sorry the next uh, four weeks because there's four of them aren't there?
1: Oh,
2: Transformers Uno, hard, Dose, right. Trace, and then there's the Mach Wahlberg Mark Wahlberg one. Yeah. yeah, so that's four. It's the next solid month of Michael Bay's Transformers. Sounds awful. But the first one actually, it's you know.
1: I don't really like Revenge Shia of the LaBeouf. Fallen and Dark of the Moon mm-hmm. is one.
2: But no, they're like four oh, hours yeah, each.
1: No. <laughs> Pain.
0: You <really> <laughs> submit yourself to eight hours in one week to that shit. It's a full work day for most people.
1: It'll be work. Look, it, it'll <laughs> be... I know it it'll is. Be fine. It'll be fine. I'm going to have to go and like work out really hard just to get all the toxins out of my system
2: it'll all be fine we'll, we will watch these movies and we're starting we're having a soft entry
1: for some it's a soft the entry. first one isn't like too horrible but the second one is definitely the worst.
2: The first one's acceptable i mean it's a, not oh i thought you
1: were talking about this was the soft entry
0: i do not think the, the first movie will be a soft entry for michael bay
2: oh no the, i'm saying that the michael bay movie is like acceptable as a movie it, if you have to view it in the totality of the Transformers Michael Bay universe, the first movie is like Citizen Kane. Jesus Christ. The Citizen Kane awful. of
1: his shitty Transformers universe. Well, I'm saying okay. if you're
2: judging it, it you yeah. know, relatively and looking at it in scale, like it has a plot that makes sense and it goes, you know, act one, two, three with a resolution It's the other movies that start to get into like the try to do the Marvel thing of like the connected universe with all the different stories. And it's just like, all right, fucking kill me. Just run me over with a semi-truck with an invisible trailer. Just, uh, I'm ready. But that won't be for three weeks till we get to Mark's movie. Mm. Mark.
0: I don't know anything about the Mark Wahlberg movie.
2: Uh, I don't, don't know, know anything about it either, except that there's an intergalactic bounty hunter looking for Transformers, and Mark Wahlberg buys Optimus, truck, uh, Optimus Prime's like the truck that is him, at an auction or something, like a sheriff's auction, puts him in his barn on his farm in Texas with his Boston accent, right? And then the evil people show up looking for Optimus Prime, and then Optimus Prime bursts out of the barn and shoots him with his laser gun. Okay.
1: And the (laughs) Dinobots are in this movie.
2: Oh, yeah, and Optimus Prime has a sword, right? Yeah, he has a
1: big sword, and he rides Grimlock into battle.
2: So, I think you will come to view the animated movie as a classic... (laughs) (laughs) with a coherent story it's possible and and after watching the next four movies I think you'll look back on it fondly it's It's possible this
1: movie, the animated one that we talked about it's a timeless classic especially compared to Michael Bay's films timeless classic up there with all the other timeless classic animated movies
2: yeah no yeah Shia LaBeouf next week
0: Oh. Uh.